Welcome to Standing in Faith, a series discussing how to stand in faith being unshakable, immovable, and unwavering, with real testimonies of victory and overcoming, sharing the voice of the divine encourager with how to discern and respond, finding peace, hope, and encouragement in all times, seasons, or circumstances. Welcome back to Standing in Faith. So this is Jeff, and I'm with David, of course, and we have a special guest today. Kat is in the studio with us, and it's another mic share moment. We're really excited. Kat, just so everybody knows, Kat is the composer that wrote our intro and outro music for us. So she's a wonderful pianist and uh, a great worshiper. So we're really excited to have Kat with us. Welcome, Kat. Hi. So... I've been thinking a lot about the the point, the season that we're in, and where we are in general. And I know, you know, in our conversations, Kat, just here and there and around and about, um, you have said some things, short little sentences that have been so profound with, and I found great depth in them. Um, it just... Right, what, maybe six or eight weeks ago, you, you said to me that, that people are searching for the kingdom of God within the kingdom of man. And I thought, I stopped and thought about that. And I, you know, even I was guilty of that, right? And the listeners know that I kind of have repented from that a couple of weeks back. But still, I think that that is a profound statement. So I really wanted to come and it's an open mic, so if there's if there's something that you want to share, something on your heart about our season that we're living in or what you've been gleaning, I'd love to hear it because, it's, for me, they're profound. Okay. Well, yeah, to expound on that idea, um, I just started looking at, with, with all the things that happened in the last year just in our country— um, I started looking at, well, what people who are, you know, having protests or riots or unrest or, or, or forming, you know, groups of people that are anti-whatever um, or pro-whatever, um, I just started looking at, well, what they really want, they want family, they want to belong, they want to belong to something that's bigger than themselves, that's important, and... Uh, and they want relationship and love, and uh, and really, that's in the kingdom of God. Like what they're really seeking is the kingdom of God, but they just don't know that that's what the kingdom of God is. Um, I just really like saw that, and so it kind of took my attitude from um, a place of it's really easy to just be like, "Gosh, those people are stupid." you know, or they like, they're burning stuff, but then they want blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, it's really easy to just judge their actions. But when you look at what their hearts are like hungering for, then it's, then, then suddenly it's just like this compassion. You're just overwhelmed with compassion for what they're just like hungering after God. Mm-hmm. And relationship with with God, and they're they're hungering for a savior and restoration, 
and they're hungering for justice. And, and those are all good things to hunger for. Yeah, good. You know, it's a, I once heard, and it's, it's, it's old, but, you know, some things that are old get forgotten. Is that we all walk around with a God-shaped vacuum in us looking to fill it in some capacity or other. And um, I, think it, I think it's across the board. I, you know, if you label that to, to a lot of these that are involved in this, they would, they would probably reject it. It would bring up images of, of something that um, in their life or something maybe they were hurt by a church or hurt by, you know, a minister, who knows what. And so they would kind of reject that. But no, I think you're right. That's a, that was really good. I think it's an interesting perspective to, to, to step away from the judgment, right? Mm -hmm. It's easy to, uh, honestly, it's easy to look at what happened on January 6th or anything that's happened throughout the previous year mm -hmm. where there have been protests. And oftentimes there, there's a certain righteousness that can be found within each one of those protests, mm -hmm. right? And, and that it's the actions that resulted in some cases. What breaks my heart is we tend to look away from what the – they're trying to righteously draw people's attention to. Mm -hmm. And we tend to look at what what went wrong as opposed to all of the right that people were were standing for. Um, so that kind of it's an interesting perspective to stop judging. Right. And to yeah. start trying to understand. Mm -hmm. I don't think that there's enough understanding in today's environment. Right? We just want to silence anything. Yeah. That's what I see happening right now. You don't agree with me? I don't want to hear it. Okay, that's fine as long as it's personal. For me, as soon as it starts to become corporate, mm, that's dangerous. Mm -hmm. Right? And I don't think that the people – I've started this. Right? This is something that I've started doing. I've started having dialogues with people and – I'm not angry, and nor am I trying to convince them to to think my way. I'm just honestly curious to what they're thinking about. And it ultimately gets back to what you said, Kat, right, is trying to find out what's in the heart of it. Yeah. As opposed to the way that it's being presented, what's the heart of that? What's the heart behind it? I like that. You got any more of those profound little things rattling around here? Um. Well, this is something I was actually thinking about on the drive here, um, and I was thinking about – this is uh, more on the subject of faith, and uh, and I was thinking about – I'm a music teacher, so I teach uh, a few different instruments, and uh, I was kind of thinking about faith as the idea of receiving an instrument, you know, as a gift – and then figuring out what do I do with this instrument? Like, how do I use it? Like, how do I play it? How do I change chords or, you know, whatever. And um, and so I've got some students where, you know, they're learning a little bit. And so it's like faith. Like, you receive, you ask God for faith. He'll give it to you. He's happy 
to just give it to you. And uh, but it doesn't mean that you know necessarily you can't. You know, you're not going to play a symphony. You know, along with all these other people. You know, if you if you're all like babies in having faith, and so the process of learning faith uh, is kind of like learning an instrument, and it's not like you lose the instrument when you're not having a lesson with it or if you're not practicing. It's still there. You still have it. And um, so I was thinking about a student who uh, was trying to switch chords uh, on guitar last night uh, at one of my lessons, and and he was like, well, I'm just still not very fast at it. And, you know, he was just concerned, like, what's what's going wrong, you know? And I was like, that's okay. I was like, you just keep doing it. And, and you'll get faster. You know, you're building muscle memory. So you want to go slow. Um, and, you know, so, so like if we're practicing our faith, if we do it mindfully and being aware of what we're doing, instead of just a sloppy kind of practicing of the faith, whatever that would mean, you know, to you in your life, a sloppy way of practicing your faith as opposed to a mindful, you know, like I'm really going to notice everything I'm doing here, little steps. So if you equate it to practicing an instrument, small finger movements, and how do I get these small finger movements to become, you know, muscle memory in my hand if I'm learning an instrument? And then the same with like faith. How do I get these small steps to just become muscle memory in my heart or my mind or my spirit to where I don't have to think about it. They're just natural now to just to move in faith and how there really is a building. And I like to um, expose my students uh, because faith is all part of, you know, really ultimately if you would, if you would make the analogy of like um, love, which is like overall um, would be like the idea of just music. So once you learn different aspects of music, music theory and things, you can switch from instrument to instrument and it's easier because you understand how one instrument works or you understand how music as a whole works. When you switch to another instrument, it's not hard. You know, there's some things that overlap, you know, so if you had, you know, faith and hope and, you know, all these other spiritual gifts, gentleness, patience. Um, there's overlapping because it's all held together by love. So instruments, it's all held together by music, um, like the idea of music theory and understanding the, how it works. I get it. I like the metaphor. Yeah. And um, anyway, I like to in, uh, expose my students to ideas that they won't understand at first. Um, so, you know, there's all these things Jesus did with his disciples. He's like, I'm doing this now. Later, you're going to understand. Right now, you don't really understand, you know, and they're like, oh, what does it mean this? Like, no, later you'll understand. I'm doing this now. Or things that were, you know, prophecies in the Old Testament, Jesus is like, I'm doing this now to fulfill that. So back then they were written, people maybe didn't understand them, but then when Jesus did them and fulfilled them, oh, now we understand hundreds of years later. Um, so... So when I'm working with students, I like to tell them, hey, I'm exposing you to this information now. It's okay if you don't understand it. I'm going to keep talking about it. If you forget it or if you don't understand it, it's okay because we're going to keep talking about this. But I want to start talking about 
it with you now. So that way, when you do understand, you're just like, oh, that's what that means. So, um, you know, and then if if you just understand that about faith and about uh, just moving in the kingdom of God and being part of the body of Christ, that you don't have to understand everything, then it's okay if you're just like, I don't really know what's going on. Because you'll understand it later, hopefully. You know? No, I, I like what you're saying. It it backs up with Isaiah 55, 9, which says, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, my thoughts than your thoughts. Um, and that's exactly kind of what you're talking about, right? Exactly, yes. We may not see or understand the way right now, which I think is very relevant mm-hmm. to today, right? I think that there's a lot of folks that are looking at today and what's going on and kind of scratching their head, right? I've seen that there's there's even starting to become some some differences of opinion within the body of Christ, right? There's, there's, there's some groups that are saying, nope, the prophets have missed it, and there's other groups that are saying, um, well, no, we didn't miss it, right? And mm-hmm. so I don't think, I don't like that division in the body of Christ because mm-hmm. what I've seen up until recently mm-hmm. is unity, Yes. right? So now I'm starting to see some, some harmonies that aren't harmonizing, is that a right way to say that, mm-hmm. to go yeah. with your music metaphor? Yeah. Right? So it's starting not to sound symphonic to me anymore yeah. within the body, Yeah. Um, which is concerning to me. But I think we have to go back to that scripture that I just read and say, you know what? We might not understand what God's doing, but if we take the view, right, that God is good, which is scriptural, right? Yes, yeah. And that he works everything, right, in... in in our favor, yes. that's Romans 8, 28, right? So if you start to look at it from that perspective, you can start to rest in the fact that, you know what, I may not understand or even be able to see or comprehend what's happening, but I can absolutely positively guarantee everyone listening, God is not seated. He's moving. He's up and moving about. Yes, he, we have the body of Christ has gotten his attention. Right, he's not going to rest. Right, his will is going to be fulfilled. Yes, what that looks like, we don't know. Yeah, um, and for anyone who's having like a um, just a a feeling of like unease, uh, this is would be the time to examine yourself. Well. Do I really believe that God works all things out for good? Mm-hmm. Like, then it just comes back down to your own self and humbling your own self. God, do I do I believe you're good or not? Do I really believe you work all things out for good? Absolutely. I mean, I think that's hugely the key because you don't take a, a child that you're teaching stuff and because they just don't get it yet, or or they thought they got it, but then they they aren't. You don't slap them around for it, and and you know belittle them, and and that's the way God treats us. He he's ever ever patient with us, 
And so if, if you're not getting it or you don't feel like you're there because you, you maybe hear someone else speak about something and think, oh, I wish I was where they are. Well, they may speak well, but then they may have questions. And how did they get to where they are too, you yeah. know? Um, that current, when you were talking about uh, not really understanding, I mean, you go back to chapter 14 of 1 Corinthians where it says we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. And and I think we all look for the face to face, you know, that, that when this faith kind of springs up and we go, oh, yeah, he, you know what, it, it's all going to work out for good. And I think the all work out for good is a step-by-step process yes. of what you go through in your life uh, in many ways where you've, where it's been kind of a, you've gone through it and you wondered where's God and then somehow in the midst of it, there he is. And you go, oh, okay. And so that kind of fits into your, quote, muscle memory or your, you know, your mm-hmm. spirit muscle memory or whatever. So that the next time you're able to cling on to that and say, all right, he took me through this. You know, it's kind of like the Israelites never could get it when they were in the wilderness. He, he took them through 10 plagues, through the, through the Red Sea, all those different miracles he kept giving them. But they didn't remember. They kind of lost that. that most rem- memory. Most yeah. And the other thing about that scripture uh, in Isaiah is, you know, I heard this spoken um, once. It was kind of a, a God thing where where he says, my thoughts are not your thoughts and my ways are not your ways, but I don't want it to be like that. He wants us to think after him. He wants us to speak after him. Mm-hmm. And I found that to be a really great prayer. Lord, um let me think your thoughts after you, and let me speak your words after you. Because ultimately, that's what he wants. Yeah. No. yeah. I, I think we should take a break here. Let, let's bless everybody, and then let's continue on the, with the conversation. Mm-hmm. So, Father, thank you. Thank you that you want to reveal to each of us your ways and your thoughts. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear and hearts to perceive your way and your thoughts. Bring us unity as a body with your ways and your thoughts. Make us one. Just as Jesus used to say all the time in in the book of John, I am one with my Father, my Father is one with me. Knit us together as one with you. Bless each of us with the ability to knit ourselves together with you. Amen. Amen. David and I sure would appreciate your feedback. If you enjoyed today's episode, please click like or rate us with five stars and be sure to leave a comment. If you have not already subscribed, please do that as well and turn alerts on. This way you'll automatically know when we post our next installment. You have our permission to share this podcast. If you have a story you would like to share 
or a question we can answer, you can email us at fellowshipcast7 at gmail.com. That's fellowshipcast7 at gmail.com.